0: The following is brought to you by a generous donation from Canoe Place Inn and Cottages. fine hospitality in Hampton Bays since 1697. More at CanoePlace.com. We're in the mood for love, and not because you're near. We are contractually bound to bring you a February show about romance. We do it every year. This is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Amore, after this. <laughs>
1: Amore, like. Welcome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we have a we have a lovable show. Uh, who's over there? Uh, who's our
1: well, that's our one-man band, Jim Turner. Jim
0: Turner. We love Jim.
1: Later on, he's going to be playing an original tune.
0: About uh, love.
1: Well, something like that.
0: Something lovely. Whatever, yeah.
1: whatever Jim's version of love is, I'm not sure. But.
0: Uh, Karen Mannix joins us. She's uh, a good Sat- friend of yours. Yes, and-, and an
1: incredible curator. She's got the Mannix Project. She, she's an artist in her own right. She's a bass player. We're going to hear all about it and about love and passion, coming for the 19th year to Ashwell okay. Hall.
0: We're also going to meet, speaking of love, a woman uh, from Houston who is a, an engineer by day, and in her side hustle, side hustle, she has invented a line of lingerie.
1: Invented? I want to hear well more. designed.
0: I want to hear more. As an engineer, she knows where to put all the proper <laughs> cross beams. and, and uh, You
1: don't know very much about women's clothing, do you? <laughs> how
0: to construct the foundation. I have no idea. How to construct the foundation. Uh, she's also a single mother. She is uh, doing all of this. A woman of color, and uh, mm-hmm. these are... This is lingerie for all sizes, because she says sexy doesn't have a size. I so think she's right. That, she's that'll that right. be fascinating. Uh, later our on we're our movie have maven.
1: Our movie maven, Tom Claven is gonna do his rundown of love stories, with his own particular twist, as Tom Claven does. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what that's gonna be like. And what uh, else and do we have? And later,
0: uh, America Ferrara joins us. The uh,
1: America Ferrara?
0: The, the one from the Barbie movie. Uh, because the world has fallen in love with Barbie, closing in on $2 billion at the box office and now streaming across all platforms. Everything is all Barbie. And I will tell you something. It did not make my top 10 list, but I will say this. If you have seen it once, you need to see Barbie a second time. I agree. And I'm not getting paid to say that. There's nothing involved in uh, in any kind of a Barbie kickback. They're not sending me anything <laughs> pink. Uh, but it is much funnier because what happened to me the first time in an audience full of people was it kind of, I got washed over in that pink bath yeah, yeah, and I didn't, I got a lot of the, I heard all the jokes, but the second time you see it, it's really a powerful feminist kind of movie. It is, it is and
1: I agree, I actually watched it. Uh, two nights ago and that was my second time but my reason for the first time was because it was the weekend that Eric and I went away for our anniversary which I always like over plan every year so I overplanned. it was an expensive trip and I got ridiculously sick, not COVID, but I had like a fever and. But everything. wait,
0: Barbie was going to be your warm-up movie. No, for no, yeah, anything well, that was going to happen No, we, happen we on just your...
1: we were we we watched it. Because but they're my asexual. Point is, you remember that? Yes, I know they have no genitalia. I'm aware of that. Maybe I don't know, but my point was is that I was so sick, I was feverish, I was febrile, and I was watching the you movie. You had the
0: Barbie fever.
1: I I had some kind of fever, but I was like, this is not as great as I thought it was going to be. But when I watched it the second time, I was like. Yes it is, it's really a good movie. It really needs, it does bear watching twice.
0: Everyone is making such a big deal out of poor things with Emma Stone and how it is a feminist movie, and it is, but I think Barbie is far superior. I can't believe Emma Stone did some of the crazy stuff she does in that movie, and I know they're talking about it for Oscars, but I just can't believe that that's gonna happen. On an upbeat note, Hmm. it's estimated that 250 million flowers will be sold at Valentine's Day. Do you and Eric well, still same, celebrate?
1: Do we celebrate? You know, for years we didn't, and now we're we've 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 circled back. That's that not vein. a
0: mandatory date out night oh, like God, it no. is for most of them. No,
1: no, not at all. Not not for us. I mean, every day is Valentine's Day for us. Okay, That's... no, jeez. No. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna be a little nauseous. And speaking no, of pink, is... I need some Pepto Bismol now. Um, On
1: the other hand, if he does not bring me flowers, th- it's gonna be a thing. So, yeah, he's got to do something. He has to, like, at least acknowledge it. But we It's don't not do, like, a, a particularly
0: American uh, holiday because really? most of the roses come from Kenya, Colombia, and uh, the Netherlands. Did you know that?
1: No, but I've been... Lost in Costa Rica, and we've come upon an enormous—I don't even call it a flower farm, like a flower factory. Do you have a place in Costa Rica? Because we never hear about it. Shut up. Okay, I talk about it all the time. (laughs) I hate you. But yeah, Uh. we um, we we ventured down the wrong road, and there was this like hidden, like a Monsanto-style, you know, thousands of acres and all these big buildings, and it was flowers. That gets shipped overseas.
0: I think um, it's a ridiculous uh, night, but we spend it at home. And yes, I. I was
1: going to say, what do you and Mrs. I have to get candy.
0: Do. C's candy is a, obligatory. And uh, <laughs> why don't they sponsor the show? And uh, <laughs> also candy, uh, uh, also flowers. I should say. Uh, do you know where the what the origin of Valentine's Day is?
1: No, but tell me while I chew this candy heart. Okay,
0: you've got to. <laughs> she's eating one of those little hearts that are so it's good. It's very for crunchy. You. What were the words on it?
1: I didn't, I didn't look at the words. On, that's, that's
0: I know. Wrong. A Valentine oh, is likely based on a combination of two Valentines who were executed on February 14th in different years so by romantic. the Roman Emperor Claudius II. Oh so, God. not that romantic.
1: No, what? two
0: people were killed in, in the third century, is according Saint to this. Valentine?
1: This is this, this yes, is this. Okay, two
0: sorry. two Valentines. This is all according to NPR, so we have to believe it. <laughs> uh, the Catholic Church may have established Saint Valentine's Day to honor those two martyrs. But then at the end of the fifth century, uh, one of my favorite popes, Gelasius, because he (laughs) sounds like a dessert, declared the 14th day of the religious celebration to replace a pagan fertility day.
1: Yeah, they did that a lot, didn't they? They they co-opted. this is a fun
0: fact. The Roman Catholics thought Cupid was a pagan. So when he shoots a little arrow at you, it's an evil arrow.
1: Start worshiping the devil.
0: It did not become a romantic holiday until the 14th century.
1: How did they market it back then? That's what I want to know. Like, was there like a town crier? Like, be mine. (laughs) You made it spooky. Hold my hand. No, no, but I mean, like, it, it really is a merchandising, you know, extravaganza. 250 million flowers and all these candies that I just bought. It's supporting uh, several industries. Yeah, but what was it doing in the 14th century? That's the 1300s. No that was the I, Black Plague. I, you, what, yeah. what
0: the heck were they? They brought doing? you a real heart. Then <laughs> they they pulled the heart out of somebody I and did. brought it and said, "Be mine."
1: <laughs> that has to be how. It you started. should be writing horror movies. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Uh, quickly before we get to our guest, the 10 best countries. If you if you failed. Uh, in January to get into shape, as I do every January. <laughs> okay. It's kind of a tradition. Uh, yeah. There are countries you can go, and I bring this up for a specific reason. Okay. 10 countries for a wellness retreat, all according to something called thetravel.com. Okay. Number 10 is Egypt, number one is Thailand, but number seven, I can give you the whole list, but but by the way, number three is Mal- the Maldives, which is, the if Maldives? you're Elon Musk, fine. Yeah, right. But otherwise, it's a little, it's a little it's, pricey. Yeah, it is. Number like, seven is Costa Rica. Of
1: course it is, but it should be higher up. There's so many retreats treats there oh my god yeah like...
0: it says greece india and mexico are better that seems unlikely to me
1: yeah greece I'm, i am number I seven. Greece. so yeah, here's I'm the thing six, like i am costa rica je suis costa rica I'm <laughs> Don't,
0: you're like a vita of costa rica <laughs> and we never cry for you no, so never. listen the 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 great thing about costa rica they said at the travel.com is there's something called volcanic mud baths
1: yeah yeah, that I sounds had, hot. Yeah, and well, I mean
0: that in a bad way.
1: No, it's it's good. No, it's good and hot. There is all these really expensive places you can go for that have like hot springs and mud baths, but there's always a place. Um, like like a little dirt road that locals can go to. So we'll go down the road where the locals go and we'll do it for free. Everybody else is paying hundreds of bucks.
0: So okay, like, mmm. that's a tip that helps no one. But like, well, and you see go the go flowers there, you while you're there and we get all that. But <laughs> but what is involved in volcanic <laughs> ash? Like, you know, in it's, Calistoga in California, you get in the yes. mud baths. Well, that's is what this, this is. what this is? Yes. It's like liquidy? It's, it's it like... is,
1: it's the same thing. It's minerals. It's like minerals that come out of the earth and they're good for you, <laughs> Trust me on this. You need more minerals in your life, Bill McCuddy.
0: If you're listening to this and not watching it, uh, Bridget turned to me, as she often does, and looked at me like, don't you get it? It's minerals. It's minerals, and raised her arms in passion. And uh, it's a little frightening, actually. I'm oh, glad sorry. you didn't see that, I but know. maybe you
1: did. Well, that's good. I'm glad I frightened you. You deserve it. Okay,
0: look. You have a, a, a lovely friend who I joins do. us now.
1: She's she's more than my friend. She's she's Karen Mannix. She's uh, known in the community for the shows that she curates and the the art that she creates, and she's going to talk to us about all of that. I loved so... her dad's
0: show in the 60s. He was the detective. Who? Mannix. Oh, Mannix. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God, you just du-dun dated du-dun yourself. Du-dun du-dun du-dun. No,
1: you no. know the theme song? With
0: Peggy. Peggy, who always left the door open every episode she got kidnapped. Jim <laughs> Turner remember? is
1: like nodding in agreement, but I actually don't remember Mannix.
0: <laughs> to the four people that oh, no, uh, remember Mannix. It's on something now called like Antenna TV or something. You can watch it at three in the morning. But oh, Jim Turner remembers Mannix.
1: Okay, can we get back to introducing Karen Mannix? while <laughs> 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 You're off on your Mannix kick, which is like literally It's a over name here. I've
0: never heard except for this show in the 60s, and okay. now here she is.
1: well, there you go. Karen Mannix, welcome to Air Hamptons. Thank you very much. Yeah. How are we're
0: right? you related to the detective in, in the 60s?
2: My grandfather is Joe Mannix.
0: Yeah, there you oh, go. <laughs>
1: there, was it Joe
0: It was Joe. I just remember. And
2: Peggy, yeah. Peggy was the
1: cool dresser. That's and right. The only thing I remember, I think, is his hair. Did he have, like, black hair? He did have black Looked like it was like plastic. Helmet. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't see, Chuck
0: get... Connor? Mike Connors. Mike, Connor. Mike Connors. Mm-hmm. And and the other fun fact about that. And then we were going to give you plenty of time. Oh, oh we're gosh. out of time. I'm sorry, I'm so Karen. sorry,
1: Karen. It's been lovely um, having you on the show. He had
0: a he had an Olds Tornado, a 1966 Olds Tornado that was a convertible. Except they didn't make a convertible, so that was converted by George Barris. We're going down a real deep hole now. How the hell do you know a this? A custom car guy that made that that uh, for that show.
1: Why do you know that?
0: I just remember seeing it at the beginning of the show every week and going, there's no such okay, thing I, as a convertible Toronado. But
1: I'm telling you, when you know things like that, Bill McCuddy, it means that your brain is is jettisoning, jettisoning something else, like as ballast, something that you need. Could like, I
0: have been able to say jettisoning if my-
1: Jettisoning. Jettisoning. Ballast, because now you know about the Toronado but you like, that's what, taken
0: the place of something like I really Lily's should birthday, know like, like how to daughter's drive birthday. a daughter's yeah
1: exactly well how to drive a car June 13th be... okay, please you send go. your cards so we remember hi Karen sorry Paranatic's about that is here. <laughs> <Guess I am>. <laughs> <laughs> and we had you on primarily to talk about love and passion because this is our love month mm-hmm. and um, let's start by talking a little bit about that like where did that yeah. idea come from love and passion at Ashua Hall like great show
2: yeah well it started eight years ago with Vito Sisti and myself if you remember Vito I don't know if everyone remembers little Vito um, we did it in a jewelry store on um, Main Street East, Hampton, called Pebbles. It was my ex sister in law. She had a vacant jewelry store, so we said, "Can we borrow the store to do this Love and Passion show?" And we did. Was that
0: named after the Flintstones, a popular show in the sixties?
2: Um, Baby, <laughs> or maybe oh, Pebbles Mac. of Stones, like little diamonds, those type of pebbles. Oh, no, 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 okay. pebbles, those I like those type of pebbles.
0: The expensive ones. The, expensive the ones pebbles. Mrs. McCuddy likes.
3: Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> and um, so it started there, and they just blew up, and we kept on going. And this is the nineteenth year. Again, last year I said it was the nineteenth year. I saw but that. When
0: I, when Why I are you did resist- Testing 20. Oh, I see. It okay. really is. I
1: did, it
2: really is
3: 19.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Because uh, 20 will be the last one. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? It's, it's done. It's, it's it's a long time. Really. Okay. Yeah. 20 and years is a long time yeah so a now show. it's just moved to Ashwell Hall. We've so done. So that's it a many good places. push
0: for what's apparently a very tired show
2: at this point.
1: No. <laughs> well, I'm tired. No. <laughs> yeah. okay. it but is. But like, how many it. how many artists uh, participate? Like, when do you send out the? Um...
2: It's an open call. It's okay. not a juried show. It's more because it's in February this year. It's in March. We got it March second and third it's a jury show it's i mean i'm sorry it's not a jury show it's open to the public and we get anywhere from 60 to 100 artists to have people mailing art in shipping it to me and it's mostly for the locals to do something in the middle of winter even though that has changed over the years in the hamptons that it's busy all year round yeah 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 but well, it's you,
0: When you started it, it was like a big thing. It was, was a big happening. thing, it was the only <laughs> thing. Right. It, was the only it,
1: thing. it was the only thing in was the middle of, of February. February, yeah.
0: Stampton star headline on the front Pretty page. Pretty much, yeah.
1: and yeah. everyone would be
2: there. And then we used to have little girls dressed up, at, like, you know, very little sexy outfits. a little trays collecting money. We would do uh, fundraisers for Ashwa Hall. Yeah, like a fifty-fifty. We had a yeah, lot.
0: That of That sounds things. weird, but I'm glad you're not doing that anymore.
2: Yeah, we <laughs> stopped doing that after because everyone just got too old and couldn't wear those little skimpy outfits anymore.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I remember. I mean, I've been to several of these, and we love to like dress up, and you know, people wear sexy outfits or they wear bright red, and it's it's like it is like this amazing splash of color and creativity in the middle of winter. Yes, it is.
0: And it's about love. I mean, the artists are encouraged to send in pieces yeah, th- that in some way express their opinion of what love is.
2: Yeah, love and passion, that's a big topic, and I try to break it down. It's usually based on a song I haven't figured out this year, but like it's been Walk on the Wild Side and other things like that, and people trying to hone it in, but then I'll get landscapes, yeah. you know, which always sort of shocks me. For, I mean, I get the passion, <laughs> but and I get the love, but, but when not- we're talking love and passion, it t- to me it's just... But, Everyone has their own opinion. Jim I'm Turner's
0: excited. over there thinking this is my time. I could, I could write the theme for love and Come passion. Come play it, love
2: and passion. Love and
1: Go. And no, parents. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. No, no, we we'll, won't we'll, we'll
0: we'll put you we'll on the spot We'll get to that. you, Jim. We'll get Don't to your... he so you. He does have an original composition that we're going to listen to later on in the show. To it. Mm-hmm. So. Are you eating another candy well, while we have right a guest? I
1: am. they're me. They're <laughs> so good. Damn it. They're so good. But yeah. So what? What are some of the pieces that you that are memorable over the years or some of the artists I know they all are but you know what I'm asking.
2: there's a lot of different ones we've had a glitter artist and they're doing these little hearts that had very nasty slogans on them which I will not repeat <laughs> nothing on that, there
0: nothing kids would get in no, there. Okay. And,
2: you know actually kids would have a, kids wouldn't even understand half the stuff that was written on there but they're funny and we've had um I had a woman I can't remember her name she came for years and she had type of one type of machine that kept her son alive a heart monitor type of machine that she built a sculpture that moved fluids through. It was very odd. And uh, was her
1: son attached to it while she was? No. Child? Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this wow. out. Oh, My I mean,
2: goodness, wow. could you imagine? <laughs> uh, that would have We've taken a
0: dark turn this month. Uh, on.
2: But you know, so it was. But it was interesting. It was all interesting. And, and it's all for sale. Everything is for sale, and it's good for the artist. It's a party. It's, is it, a, it's a party. Does it do
0: well? I mean, does a it lot does of stuff well. sell?
2: Yeah, and for Ashwa Hall, I sometimes because I do a few, several shows there right. a year. I, yeah, I do shows all over, but I do three there a year, and it is one of the highest selling shows there.
1: Really, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so it's so busy because it it really has a place in people's hearts now from people who've been no out here. For, intended.
0: Yeah, Most right. prominent artist that's been displayed there. In your opinion,
1: Oh, Karen Mannix. Of course, <laughs> good
2: answer. I don't know. Most prominent. I've had some pretty big artists in there. I just can't remember offhand. It's 19 years.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
2: a lot. And I tried to look quickly through my images this morning, and I grabbed a few names, and now I don't remember.
1: That's quite all right. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> okay. Yeah. So we'll lo- love
0: whomever is there.
1: Yeah. Yes, you will, and we'll be passionate about it as well. Now, you also uh, you also teach art, and so where do you where where is this the different? You know, because art. Is so subjective. Mm-hmm. What do you try to instill in the youngsters about the creation of art?
2: Have no fear. I like Basically that. Basically, have no fear. I've been teaching art for 30 years yeah. or more, a long, long time. And I'm now the school teacher at Wayne Scott School. My first year, they asked me if I wanted the job, and I said, why not? Okay. And I teach kindergarten through fourth grade. So it's There's little kids. 24 students in the whole school. And Amazing. are they
0: cranking stuff out for the show? Oh, yeah,
2: it's like I have a whip. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> actually, I should have them in Love and Passion. I never thought about that. Yeah. But uh, they're good. We're learning, like, we did a little bingo game I made up, and I just call out names, and they knew who Salvador Dali was. They knew who Frieda. and they didn't know this before I started, to, at least I think. Yeah. Before I started who teaching. Who is Salvador there. Dali? No. Oh, stop. stop. And now they're learning Pablo Picasso, which they're having fun with. That's the older group. The little kids mm-hmm. are just Still learning diagonal, horizontal, and vertical. Uh, di- but everything vertical, little kids you know? do yeah.
0: looks like Picasso. The <laughs> ear is over here. The eye is down but with the mouth. But that's
2: the beauty of kids' art. <laughs> yeah. And they have no fear. Yeah, that's great. You know? and I, I, you know. There's
1: a story I, I remember that Alex Sokola used to say about Picasso seeing a bunch of kids' art and then, and then going out and crying in the hallway. And Ooh. someone saying, what is wrong? And him saying, I'll never be that free again. Wow. Because they have that. They ripped me off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have that ability to just be. And I remember there was another woman who used to do like the anti art. Um, coloring books, and she showed how like, a four-year-old drew a seagull, which was like, it had roller skates on, and one winning was bigger than the other. It had teeth, and it was smiling. And then after it had been in school, it was just check marks Ooh. in the sky. Just little yeah. check marks. Ooh. That's how they drew birds. Yeah. And so it's you have such this, this incredible opportunity to instill a love mm-hmm. of art and that freedom to be able to express it.
2: Yeah, and they're allowed to go outside the lines after they learn to color inside the lines. But, you, you know, you try... You just got to teach them the basic things. You know, I have to stay in New York State curriculum. That's what we're doing the lines now. But in that, we're learning weaving. We're having more fun with color and shapes, you know, for the little groups. But it's fun.
1: Weaving, that's cool. Yeah,
2: they're weaving fish, little fish that the lines go in separate directions so they can figure out their lines.
1: That's so awesome.
2: Instead of saying horizontal, vertical, diagonal. I mean, they look at me like I have three heads. Sometimes (laughs) I do when I'm (laughs) teaching.
1: (laughs) Now, listen, I also want to ask you about... The other thing you have coming up, you have some um, pieces in the show at Southampton Arts Center, February twenty fourth.
2: It's February twenty fourth through May fifth at Southampton Arts Center. Christina Strasfield got in touch with me. She's
1: been on our show. We love her. Love her.
2: Yeah. Uh, It's a new show. They're doing called "Look at the Book and My Art." I take it was started out as a joke of a book that a pile of books that looked like my ex boyfriends, and I was making jokes about them, (laughs) and. I was like, that's a really good idea, but no one's going to get these jokes. So I started photographing my books because I have a little bit of an obsession with collecting books. Okay. I started out with rock and roll, femme fatales, poets, and it goes on and on and on. I have one about the East End, I have one about New York, all so different these are And things. those <laughs> books, yeah. right. The, the, it's a pile of books
0: bespeak a particular boyfriend or a particular ex in your well, life Well,
2: like like in the pile of books it was the picture of Dorian Gray yeah that guy dated that never aged right, or how right. to get rich quick the stockbroker uh-huh. yeah. it was stuff like that and there i make I make very snarky comments about these books Good. um some are with humor <laughs> yeah some are dead honest like i have a banned books which is one of my highest so i that one's And spot this is all photography and yeah the, fo- the books are photographed and then they're handwritten with grease pencil. Ah. yeah. The comments. And Wait, the is comments that, change.
1: Did you have some of that stuff at the art uh, works on paper?
2: Yes, I did. I, okay, I saw I sold that. A bunch of that. Oh, that was art awesome. Paper, yeah. That was in New York. And it, any I, of the it,
0: boyfriends it, buy them just to no, get them off the, the market? No, that
1: one was never shown.
0: Even the rich guy, the one that's <laughs> the a rich stock guy. Broker?
1: He
2: passed away.
0: Oh,
1: sorry. <laughs> um, so Karen, la- you know, the last thing we want to bring up, of course, is your musical abilities because this is just so fascinating we love that kate muth who is of course the wife of josh gladstone who's our uh, executive director, artistic director here at LTV. He's got a desk. That's all we. Need. Yeah, he's somebody. <laughs> he's got a he's got a title. He's a mucky muck. But Kate Muth has been doing this battle of the bands, battle of the girl bands Ban- for battle years. Battle of the fantasy girl fantasy bands. girl bands. So what is the whole? What is your band? Tell us about it. Um,
2: well, I've been playing bass for a little over three years. I just bought my third bass because now I see an obsession. Mm-hmm. And my first year in, I got together with Kate Muth and said, "You need to get me in this because I'm you can You're not supposed to be a professional." Right. I'm not a professional.
1: So, right, that, right, I should have said that. So, yeah. these are bands of, of women from out here who are not professional musicians. Some of them can barely play or whatever, but they put Correct. together a band for this night mm-hmm. to be able to. This
0: go could be a train wreck. Oh, it is. But it's, it is. Oh, yeah. it's It's, not. Actually,
1: it's, oh, it's, it's, fabulous. it's funny. It's oh, so much like fun. Like bad karaoke? No, but everyone's oh, really good. And they're playing oh. instruments and they're singing. It's only and one song we get to play. Yeah. Oh, and so the my a singer. singer. Kate's your singer. Okay. And our great. band is Pussy's Pond. And you
0: play what do you, what's it called?
1: Pussy's Pond. Pond. That's remember Where You Came Sorry, From kids. Is our tagline. Remember,
2: remember Where remember You Came From. Pussy's, came Pussy's
1: from. Pond is in Springs. That's right. That, that should be
0: on me. one of the little pieces of candy.
1: Yes, Pussy's Pond. <laughs> right. uh, or remember where you came from. Right. So tell me some of the songs you guys have done over the years.
2: Oh we've only played once. This is oh, our you're... second year. I can't oh. tell you our song this year. We just decided it the other day. Okay, but last we did um Let's Dance by David Bowie.
1: Oh wow. What, yeah, and Yuka so Silvera is in a band. Too. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are in what is hers this it's not spitting kitten, but it's something like yeah that. I don't know the names of the other others. So I mean, cuz cool. I'm
2: too concerned about our. they own all band.
0: seem to be cat related no. um, <laughs> sure. and, and how many bands are there on this night?
2: I think there's like ten Wow And it's, it's a long process because you get one song Then you have to leave the stage and they have to rearrange the stage for the next band wow. So it, it takes a long time then there's voting and if you win you get to win a drink
1: <laughs> right, so wow. it's really for the the joy of participation it's in in the, in the local community. <laughs> unless thing. it's
0: a really expensive drink.
1: But Karen, it sounds like you've had just a lot of like you're very community oriented I can't speak today. You're very community oriented. Today? Shut up. So, uh, and I mean that in the most loving way. Shut up. Um, because you have love and passion at Ashwell Hall. You participate in the Battle of the Fantasy Girl Bands and obviously you exhibit at other places and you teach and then there's the Mannix Project is kind of the last thing we haven't touched on. But
2: how that, does that? That's just an umbrella for everything I do. Because I used to have uh, the studio, the Manix Studio of Art, Kira Max Contemporary, and it was easier to get one name. Yeah. And everything falls underneath the Manix Project. That's great. Wow.
1: So what if people want to learn more about what you're doing, whatever, do you have like a website or a web page, or they just got to find you? TheManixProject.com. TheManixProject.com. Two
0: N's. Two one N's. X.
1: I-, yeah. I X. Yes.
0: And again, uh, the battle, this Battle of the Bands is happening when and where?
2: That is happening on, I had to write down, March 16th at okay. the Stephen Talk House. And the tickets sell out literally within 48 hours. Yeah, oh, wow. it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and a lot of people could not get in. Is
0: less. Les Zeppelin there?
2: No, they're not. No, because
1: okay. they're professional. They're prof- You it's can't only- be professional. Yeah, mm-hmm. but okay. So love and passion coming to Azure Hall March second and third. Correct. Karen Mannix, curator. Have you already picked out all the pieces for?
2: I have even started. Okay.
1: Well, so people can get in touch with you, and just thank you so much for coming on. For Jim Turner,
0: play her out with some love and passion. Yeah. It's February, and will you be our Valentine? Come on, we can break up in an hour. This is Air Hamptons with Bridget Ow! and Bill. And this show is never having to say we're sorry. <laughs> Although I do say it to you a lot, and you don't say it to me enough.
1: I, I don't. I tell you to shut up. I realize I'm being really harsh today, <laughs> yeah, and I apologize. I yeah. I can I
0: feel love the love, you. In, love the, you. in the February episode. I do love and, uh, you. And the love and passion from Jim Turner. Uh, hey, listen, I'm excited about our next guest. She, uh... She has a podcast coming uh, in a month or two that I'm a little bit involved with. But uh, she is a fascinating woman. We told you at the top of the show, uh, Takigil Wright is her name, and she has designed lingerie. And I thought, if there's ever a month to talk about uh, a woman who designs lingerie, uh, as I said, she believes any size can be sexy. And she got her degree as an engineer that she does by day, uh mechanical and so who better to design
1: it makes me think of like that that bra that madonna wore during like the blonde the push-up yeah yeah yeah. yeah, the the one that was like really pointy
0: i don't know if she has that but she has beautiful stuff and uh she does it she does it she has a line but she also does it bespoke so there's a you you can can get it custom done and it's not crazy expensive i'm not going to try and sell you a piece of lingerie Oh, uh, please
1: bill but, please do that'd be so funny
0: um <laughs> the other day we had a chance to sit down and talk and here's that conversation we welcome to air hamptons i guess my first question is how did an engineer get involved in a lingerie company give us the backstory
4: Tell <laughs> Bill. you know you don't have to be an engineer to get involved in a lingerie
0: <laughs> right i'm not we an have, engineer
4: we have all kind of, you know, fabulous ladies out there who does so many types of jobs, you know, wearing lingerie. But as if the question is, how did I become a designer of lingerie is different. <laughs> um, honestly, I. It takes me back to like my high school days. You know, obviously Victoria's Secret is like the mother of lingerie, right? They are the parents, if you will. And I remember getting, believe it or not, I remember getting like all my allowances and going into like Walmart, Victoria's Secrets, as I got older and more familiar with my body and body type, I started to, you know, play around with different fabrics and sleepwear, right? And I took it like into like chemises and bodysuits. So that's really how I got into like the ideal of sexy wear and transitioning to being married, a woman, you know, it's kind of, I've grown into like loving lingerie. One day I decided, okay, you know what? I wanna create some specialty pieces for myself. This was not about a business. (laughs) It was not about, my journey didn't take me like, okay, I'm gonna start a business, a lingerie business. It all started just designing, you know, sketching a few looks different, just playing around. And I think it kind of kind of came out of, I wouldn't say boredom, but curiosity in the during the COVID time. So this was more or less around the COVID where we're all shut down, we have nothing to do. We're all we all have this creativity mind and we're all thinking like, what are we gonna do when we bust out the house? <laughs> Right,
0: <laughs> well, but to be clear, then your interest in lingerie predated your becoming an engineer or being interested in uh, all things having to do with uh, space and and time and science. So, where did that? When did that come in?
4: So, the engineer side of me started when I was, you know, I guess you know, in high school, I took a lot of extra science classes, so I always kind of knew I was going to do something within a technical space, right? Um, But I kind of fell into like the engineering thing because I had a great boss and a good job working for Caterpillar. And my boss saw a lot of great, I guess, skill sets and abilities and things like that. And he, he took me from, you know, working multiple jobs to sending me to school and then promoting me within the department. So that's kind of how I- the, Did
0: you look at the periodic table and say, why isn't satin on there? I mean, did you have some crossover between oh. the lingerie and the science?
4: <laughs> no, okay, no, actually, no. What what my background is as an engineer is raw materials. Ah. Okay, so I specialize in raw materials. So. The compositions, the you know, it would it would more or less be like kind of the metallurgy to the material of the product, right? So looking at all of the um, chemistries, the analysis, um, everything that is made up from a like a grain in the beginning of the process before you put it inside, like maybe a, a heating of it or a solution or whatever it process part products that you're you're making. But when it comes to fabrics. This is something new for me, right? So I'm having to work hand-in-hand with the suppliers, sometimes even with the mills, to understand the types of lace, the stretch. Wow. um, Some things, you know, what works well together with lace. We know satin works well together with lace, but I started out making bodysuits with velvets and lace. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so there is a science to lingerie. I like that. And it you,
4: talk about,
0: you talked about chemistry and we'll talk about the chemistry of love in a second. But the first thing is, since it's the month of Valentine's Day, yeah. why is it so intimidating? Or give us some tips about buying lingerie for men because you mentioned Victoria's Secret. We don't want to go into that store. It's so no. The uh, website I mean, helps, but I mean, what what are the th- should men not be ashamed to go in? And what are the questions we should yeah.
4: ask? I absolutely, I feel like men are my like biggest. You know, I call you guys. For me, I love a man's um, opinion and suggestions about lingerie. Let me tell you, and I'm gonna come back to that question. I w- I did magic last year. I had a magic. lot of men that came. Yeah, I did the trade show magic. <laughs> In the, long biggest show in the world yeah, and in vegas
0: wow okay
4: listen very talented you know,
0: multi multi-talented
4: Coming up to me coming up to the booth asking yeah. questions right i feel like men know have a sense of what's sexy right have a sense of what looks good on a woman I value the opinion. Like I always like to say, you know, these are my um, ambassadors. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the men are the, in a way, because I love the feedback because I had men like offer me advice on how to market, uh, you know, a particular look or item on a woman's body. I didn't take it offense. I thought because they would be the ones looking at it. So when a man is going into say like Victoria's Secret or if they're walking into, you know, delisa rose right they could actually tell what what they want to see on a woman's body and nothing wrong with asking questions like what (laughs) size does this come in like the biggest size you know because we're all about the curves right so or do you make this in a different color or asking about the fabrics right but what man is going to ask about fabrics (laughs)
0: they just yeah, want to it, see it yeah it just seems like a minefield i think to men listen before i let you go uh it's called uh delisa De, delisa rose uh and yeah. i assume it's delisarose.com uh if people want to go and see your
4: Delisa rose lux uh delisa
0: rose luxury lingerie.com okay well that's a mouthful um <laughs> so uh what is it about what is the chemistry of love how do you define it how do two people find each other, fall in love, and and what is the chemical equation between people that makes a successful relationship?
4: You just know.
5: Yeah.
4: I I honestly feel like you just, when you meet someone, you have something spark inside of you that's different from the last person you've met, or even can go so far as like a conversation. Maybe that person brings out the best in you that the other You know, if you're comparing relationships from past or whatever the case may be. For me, I've been in a position, my ex-husband, I fell in love with him when I first saw him. And I just knew. I just, when I saw him, I knew, like, he was different. And um, from any other guy. Now he's your ex-husband,
0: so at the point where you didn't know.
4: (laughs) Right? Different, different. Honestly, though, I feel when you meet someone and you've been as, married or in a relationship as long as I, me and my ex-husband were together 12 years. I was still very, very young and I was growing with him, but I was growing individually with myself. So I think the chemistry really comes from just knowing, but also how do you, the question should be, how do you keep that spark and that chemistry throughout the tender of their relationship? Because it's going to fizzle, right? The chemistry may fizzle, the, 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 the love may fizzle, may whatever the case may be, but then you do want to come back to a place where you remind yourself why you fell in love in the first place. And, and I guess sometimes.
0: lingerie doesn't hurt, does it? Uh, no. <laughs> it <doesn't. laughs> thank you so much uh, for joining. <laughs> Thanks, uh, uh, Happy February, Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, you've demystified thank a little bit of the shopping for lingerie and uh, given us a sort of a an engineer's look at uh, at love. Thank you.
4: Bye, guys. Oh, that was so
1: great. She's what an charming. amazing, yeah. And
0: here's Turner with some lingerie music.
1: DelisaroseLuxuryLingerie.com. Yeah. yeah. Amazing woman. Thank for doing that. Charming, really yeah. charming. And
0: as I said, she has a podcast coming. I might have something to do with that. Uh, and uh, she's... A great American story. I mean, yeah. really always wanted to do that. You heard since she was a kid. The way Jim Turner has always wanted to play a lingerie song ever since <laughs> he was a child.
1: We're like, Jim, play a lingerie song. <laughs> and he does it whatever
0: lingerie,
1: <laughs> Come see me. Oh, stop it. In my pink lingerie.
0: This is all ad-libbed. I know that sounds unbelievable.
1: <laughs> well, later in the show, we are going to have Jim Turner play a yeah, he's song got a that love song. about love. But Ain't first... Lingerie.
0: If you're just joining us, this is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill, and we are desperately in love with one another professionally, professionally in that only. totally hands-off way. <laughs> uh, Bridget has been eating little candies all throughout the show. I have, I'm so I'm say... so
1: ju- juiced up with sugar right now. I <laughs> like
0: the one that says, be mine in the back of the car. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, no. oh,
1: they no. are kind of, this one says we learned best- that We oh. learned
0: that pagans brought us, uh, brought us Cupid.
1: This yeah. one says best pal this little candy that's for us that's like here not every every show
0: obviously but yeah my
1: little yellow heart is yours
0: (laughs) (laughs) so listen our our um jim uh jim tom Tom clavin yeah yeah whatever's happening to your brain apparently is contagious
1: it is it is because i handed you that
0: yes i've got (laughs) my best pal uh tom clavin the movie maven tells us every year at this time what the worst and some of the best Uh, love stories are. I I don't know. I I mean, they're all about Uh, Most movies have a love component. They have to to sell tickets, almost always. Yes. So some are love stories and some aren't. That's the important thing.
1: Right, right. And it'll all be with Tom Clavin. You know, Tom Clavin's got his own take on everything. I mean, he is a best selling author. I mean, this is not what he does professionally. I mean, he's got books on the best selling. It's the
0: show. It's not really what we do professionally.
1: (laughs) That should be our slogan. Air Hampton's with Bridget and Bill. This isn't what we do professionally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Bridget had an unprofessional or professional chance to catch up with tom recently and here's that conversation
1: here we are with tom Claven, the movie maven uh how are you feeling tom
5: <laughs> i'm feeling fine i love the winter
1: you love the winter really I do. yeah So that's good because with this is our love stories edition and I, I assume that you have some interesting maybe not like typical love stories for us since you always have well of- i
5: have uh what may be i don't know if weird is too strong a word but i wanted i wanted off kilter kind of love stories to uh, to highlight in a few films, and uh, I was going to put them in some kind of order, and then I realized, you know what? This, this is the way they occurred to me. You know, mm-hmm. it may say nothing or everything about my twisted mind, but if I can, uh, I'm going to start off with one that I think a lot of people put on their list. Maybe okay. not the original Harold and Maude.
1: Harold and Maude. Yep, that's How's
5: a the, classic. Hal Ashby, 1971. Ruth, uh,
1: Ruth Gordon and Bud Court, yeah. Bud
5: Court, Ruth, Bud Court's a young young man who's uh, troubled. That's how we say, and uh, uh, if he was, you know, today he'd, he'd get an AK forty seven, but in those days, he yeah. got Ruth Gordon.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. Doesn't it start with him, like feigning? Uh, he feigns
5: death? he feigns deaths.
1: Yes, feigns. He his
5: drives body. drives a hearse. Yeah, uh, and his uh, his is the actress who plays his mother is uh and uh, has been forgotten in time but her name is vivian pickles
1: oh i remember no she played isadora duncan don't don't get in don't get in a movie off with me tom clayton okay all
5: right now <laughs> yeah, do, you, no, I, do you recall that what, what playing a motorcycle cop in harold and is tom scarrett
1: i don't remember anything about harold and maude i think i probably saw it when it came out and i was like 12 or something i definitely need to see it again but, and
5: for, you know, to, uh, so you, so you, viewers understand. Ruth Gordon was probably eighty-ish when she made this. Bud Court was maybe twenty-five or younger.
1: Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's a good. That's a, a good love
5: story. Movie. That's that's off kilter.
1: It. it is an off kilter love story, and I, I mean, it's actually got a very sweet story in the in the middle of it between. It the, does.
5: It was oh, one of those pictures too. And when it came out, it was it it went nowhere. It was maybe seen as a little too weird and twisted. But uh, I think uh, somewhere a couple of years ago is one of those annual lists of uh, films accepted for the National Registry, so yeah. it's been redeemed over the years. As, as Hal Ashby's reputation uh, has gotten better too over the years.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it is considered a, a you know a cult classic. Of course, it's one of the big ones. So and what else you got one, for us, Clay? Well, another
5: about... one that may fit that criterion is something wild.
1: I don't know that at all. Jonathan Demme, huh? nineteen
5: eighty-six, with Melanie Griffith, Jeff Daniels, and Ray Liotta. And Melody. It, Griffith, it
1: seems to be like something in my head is kind of glomming onto that, but I, I don't think I saw it. Tell tell us about it. What happens?
5: Well, what had, Jeff Daniels is a very straight laced guy. It's it's sort of like a kind of a remake of Bringing Up Baby, without the dinosaur. Oh. it's 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 a straight laced oh, Jeff Daniels gets basically kidnapped by the pretty wild and crazy Melody Griffith. And take they go on this road trip together, and he keeps trying to escape, and she keeps catching him and bringing him back to, to where they have to get back on the road together. Ray Liotta is her estranged husband who decides that he wants to get his wife back and get rid of Jeff Daniels in the process.
1: Let, let me so, guess, let me guess, is he playing a, a, a psychopath?
5: Yeah. Ray <laughs> yeah, he's taking over Bruce Dern in that department.
1: <laughs> or Harvey Keitel.
5: <laughs> Harvey Keitel, who could still do it. Yeah, uh, Ray Leota can't obviously uh, just as another note there's another, also a motorcycle cop in this uh, in this movie who's played by the director John Sayles
1: really that's yes. so interesting do these Al, all have, do, tell me do they all have motorcycle do you have a thing for motorcycle cops Tom Clavin
5: I do <laughs> well,
1: that would,
5: that'll be for the next show
1: okay <laughs> so and, Al, we got something wild
5: and I've got Die Hard
1: Die Hard Die Hard as a now, love people, story, well, I guess. Most,
5: most people think the love story, if there is one in this movie, is between Bruce Willis and Bonnie Bedelia. Yes, Bonnie Bedelia. Who I personally had a crush on ever since she was in Ben Kingsley Bronson with Michael Parks. <laughs> uh, so, so, but actually, once this film gets going, it's between McLean and uh, Sergeant Powell, the African American Los Angeles cop. They, right. they, they, Reggie, they Reggie, get
1: Vel, Reggie Val Johnson, yeah.
5: Oh, that's great! Great catch there. They 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 get bond closer as the movie goes on. He's the one that believes in him right away. He's the one that that uh, as as the movie goes on, I I love you, man. I love you, man. And then who who is the one who defends and saves Bruce Willis at the end? Sergeant Powell.
1: Absolutely. Who does? You know, <laughs> I don't want to give away the end, but overcomes something that he hasn't been able to do for a long time in order to save. John it's
5: not his twinkie addiction <laughs> no.
1: well now now that you make it like something between two guys and like the talk about twinkies i don't know i don't know um anything else you got for us i have a
5: few other things that are kind of unusual uh, i think uh, one uh, true romance
1: i don't know that
5: which Do is I? a t- tony scott which was a screenplay by quentin tarantino and supposedly tarantino tol- sold this script so he could finance pulp fiction
1: what is it called again
5: true romance
1: no, I don't know that
5: it's Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette or on, on the, on the run from the mob. And you have to have love a movie, especially one to call true romance that has in the same picture, Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That, that's, that's so, a team.
5: And if you look in the very quick, you'll see Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman and Brad Pitt in very small roles. So it's called true <laughs> romance. Look it up. It's really, it's a wonderful movie.
1: That's fantastic. I don't yeah. know. And uh, when three. did it come out? Uh, in
5: 93.
1: 93. Okay.
5: <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, Freaks by Todd Browning.
1: Goobble gobble, we accept you, freaks?
5: Yeah. You're I 31? mean, remember the whole, the whole thing that gets the plot going is that a, c- a c- conniving trapeze artist joins a group, a cur- carnival sideshow. Her goal is to seduce... And marry the dwarf, and then murder him for his inheritance.
1: Yes, uh, just just your typical love story there.
5: <laughs> I, I think it's pre pre code too, so anything goes.
1: But listen, so what's the love story part of it? Because that's not love. That's a, you know, is there love in this movie, or are you just like the <laughs> fact that it's got Sorry. got a weird <laughs> got a weird thing going on?
5: There is if if you if you look at it, which I haven't done in a while, I have to admit. There is this kind of love story because the dwarf loves this this woman. He doesn't know he's being taken advantage of. And it's a really kind of sad and sweet uh, love story there. Be, be, the way he worships and uh, idolizes the this trapeze artist who, of course, just wants to get his money.
1: Do you remember what happens to her at the end? Yes, I do. They make her into the chicken lady.
5: I know, I know, the chicken lady. But uh, that's not really love. That's just chicken.
1: Well, doesn't chicken, oh. I love chicken.
5: <laughs> what about willard
1: what's what is the movie called what about willard a oh, willard oh, willard the rat movie
5: J- bruce davison elsa lanchester ernest borgnine he has relationships with the rat with rats named queenie and ben
1: ben of course was from the first movie
5: and we right? had a song by michael jackson
1: wait a minute is willard the name of the movie yes oh, okay so ben is the name of the oh. rat the name of the rat? Okay, so that's the song. I thought there were two movies. See, this no, is how no, we, I know about the rat genre. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not up to date with the rat genre. Thank you for schooling me. So, tell me, what's the love story? I guess the love story between a boy. Story is and between
5: and Willard that. and his rats, Ben and Queenie. I, I kid you not.
1: <laughs> is it worth seeing? Does it? Do you <laughs> think it holds up?
5: Um, <laughs> put it on Long pause time. for a minute.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hold on one sec.
5: Right, so um, yeah. listen. Any any movie where you have the main character in love with rats, it's got to be on your, on your on your 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 list of films to watch for romance. Um, there's a movie called Her.
1: Oh, I didn't see that, but you know, it made me think of L- Lars and the Real Girl. I think came out the same year, and and the, it's not as upsetting as her, but right. but it's kind of the same thing because it's. Someone, he's in love with artificial intelligence, right?
5: And this film came out in 2013. You're talking about a film that's 10 years ahead of its time, and it's in a way. Yeah. Artificial well, intelligence now, but that's got uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, the, the the voice of uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's got Rooney Mara, Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. The cast uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
5: Because uh, Michael Gondry directed Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet. And I was thinking about that. I mean, basically the plot is that these two people who were once in love separate and want to purge the memory of each other from their minds
1: that's actually a beautiful love story uh, actually.
5: some of it's filmed in montauk i believe if i remember yeah
1: correct. yeah at the beginning i think
5: but uh, <clears throat> the uh if you can actually do that it would ruin the therapy industry can you imagine going into your therapist and, and sitting down and she says let's talk about your ex-wife and you go who
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny. No more,
5: no more therapy. you done.
1: Yeah, but uh, Eternal Sunshine is a spotless mind. What was the one you said before that, before Eternal Sunshine? Her. Her, right. I'm, I'm just making a list here so I can uh, take a look at these because I, I love this list. You know what I want to add to the list? I'm going to add one. You probably haven't seen it because it's an incredibly inappropriate film, but I think it's actually a, a marvelous love story is super bad.
5: Oh yeah, no, that's between uh, Jonah Hill and yep. Michael Sarah.
1: yep they're they are best friends and they're going off to college and it's extremely you know extremely raunchy. but it's actually a really sweet story between two best friends who are getting to the end of their their high school careers you know and and they it is
5: raunchy. One. I mean it's not soul plain raunchy, but <laughs> it it's, it's it is raunchy but it's also it is a very sweet story between those two guys.
1: Yeah, and so in I fact, I mean, it was so up. sweet. I, I I decided to sh- to share it with my mother a few years back, only uh-huh. really kind of forgetting how incredibly raunchy it is. Yeah, and yeah, but she she got she got the love story. It's really sweet. These uh, are all Yeah, go ahead.
5: Two more quick ones: uh, the yeah. Curious Case of Benjamin Button.
1: Really, I don't sweet love oh, story
5: yeah. because he keeps de aging,
1: right?
5: And he's a love with Cate Blanchett. <laughs> Sorry, okay, and uh, they can't um, ever have a real relationship except because they keep. She ages normally; he's aging backwards. So they pass each other once when they have a relationship, but otherwise, they stay in love. But they're going age wise in different directions. <clears>
1: Good idea.
5: And one more, I think, almost like an ultimate love story: The Lobster.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. I is that kind of a disturbing film?
5: uh it can be i mean it's it's um colin farrell rachel weiss uh, a couple of great actors but uh, there's a resort where people have uh, you have 45 days to find a mate or you get turned into a lobster
1: oh my god
5: and you talk you know if people talk about women with their biological clock yeah it's you know, kind of in a hurry sometimes to find a mate what if you're going to turn into a lobster
1: <laughs> well that's probably what they were they were probably the writers were probably like sitting around in a bar going hey what if instead of you know going through menopause women turned into lobsters wouldn't you think that's how an idea like that would come about
5: in a bar yes sure. that, that, it, that they got the financing for it Can you imagine a pitch meeting on that
1: yeah it's crazy
5: colin farrell's gonna end up as a lobster at the end of the movie well this is uh, a- green light
1: here's 20 million dollars make it happen
5: I know, I know.
1: That's amazing. Well, we were talking about Barbie earlier on the show. Yeah. Um, because we have a an interview with America Ferrara at the end of the show. Really? And Great. Yeah. Um, thank you, Bill McCuddy. But uh, did you see Barbie? Did you have an opinion? I have on not.
5: I've not because I have any objection to it. It's just one of those things I haven't gotten around to. I've, well, I've been filling flower moon since since October fourteenth.
1: Oh, okay. It's That's the only. Movie that
5: I'm almost finished. <laughs>
1: Well, the thing about barbie and take this from me and bill mccuddy you have to see it twice really the second time it's better yeah it really is first time you'll be like mm, it's barbie and the second time you'll be like wow that's a really good movie okay with a nice... i'll put
5: Maybe it up we'll next year
1: <laughs> you're gonna be fine thank you so much for for spending the time with us in, in february with our love stories we got a lot of great ones harold and Maud. Very unusual. I love your your Prism, your Clavin Prism, Die Hard, Willard, Her, Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind, The Lobster, and a a few others.
5: It's going to be your favorite February.
1: It is. Well, I mean, I just can't wait until the next time we have Tom Clavin, the movie Maven, who actually is a best-selling author. We just call him that. It's kind of a a for St.
5: Patrick's Day. We'll cope with 10 movies that have Patrick in the title or have Patrick as the lead lead actor or or actress.
1: Sounds good. we we'll, we'll look forward to that. Thank you, Tom. It was Thank great Thank you very great
5: much. Appreciate you.
1: it. Take care. Okay, bye.
0: Clavin always. The sage, really.
1: <laughs> he never disappoints, does he? You know, he,
0: he lives up to the term movie maven.
1: <laughs> he does. And you know what? We have a music maven here, Jim oh, Turner, right. who's our yeah. one-man band.
0: We've been telling you all throughout the show that uh, he loves to ad lib. But this time, we're going to hear actually one of your original compositions, and it's love-related. Tell us about it.
5: Oh yeah, let me tell you this. You know, I I was smitten by someone, and I was really fevered and everything. And I just uh, do I you remember write, that year? Uh, sorry.
0: When was that? <laughs> when yeah, it was, was a it? while back, about okay.
5: ten years ago. All and right. uh, so I let I, I have a way of writing where I just turn on a recorder and start to improvise. And I pretty much uh, got this word for word. I'm not going to do the whole thing. It's a long thing, but it does feel. The wonderful theme here of love, and I'll just give you a little snippet of it.
0: Our one man band, Jim Turner, and an original composition. What's it called?
4: It says, I think I'm in love. Check
2: my hook.
1: My, my knees are weak. I can't eat, sleep for a week. I've got the chills, I'm thinking maybe I got a fluted howling thing. I want to get down and howl when the starts to bing. Man, I feel like something's coming to me from above. And I felt like it coming. Man, I think I
0: might be in love. <laughs> Jim, it could also be a virus. That's been going around. It really... It, it, yeah.
2: That's
1: just one verse. It's too
0: many. Lovely. Love it. Thank and where you. can we find that? It's published, so is well, it's that... It's
1: on an album I made called Ocean People, and it's available... Uh, in
5: the name of the song is I Think I'm in Love. It's on the album... Ocean People, Jim Turner, and it's available on any kind of electronic device that's out there. Amazon, Spotify. Wow.
0: Great. See, we have professionals on this show.
1: Just not us. Yeah. That's all. Wow. The director,
0: everybody behind the scenes is good. We surround ourselves
1: with professionals.
0: (laughs) Hey, listen, somebody else who surrounded herself with professionals. I know
1: what this is, and I'm excited. Margot
0: Robbie. Uh, had bought the rights to Barbie. If you don't know the backstory, I'm not going to, if you do, I'm not going to bore you. Anyway, I didn't know that Greta Gerwig and her now husband, Noah Baumbach, weren't attached to it. They were hired by Margot to write the script. And in the course of writing the script, by the way, a lot of people don't know this. Margot Robbie told them if I'm Barbie, fine. If I'm not, write it for somebody else. I'm the producer. Wow. They came back to her and said, no, we wrote it for you. And Greta said, I'd really like to direct. And Margot said, do it. In the the process, uh, American Ferrara came along and has given uh, a monologue speech that has gone viral about women, uh, under-recognized, yeah. uh, different minorities. And she actually talked, uh, we, we have a little bit of that interview. She talked about how Barbie didn't really speak to her as a kid. It didn't speak to a lot of kids yeah. who either couldn't afford it or didn't feel represent represented by Barbie, which is really what the movie closing in now, as we pointed out earlier, at $2 billion is all about. So, uh, a colleague of mine had a chance to sit down with her and the cast and ask about the first time she saw it and how America fell in love with it right from the opening weekend. And she said a really interesting thing. Take a listen. Sorry with you, America.
3: Yeah, I remember, um, I think it was like the third, I live in New York city and it was like the Thursday before the Friday, I guess movies come out on Thursdays now. I'm so confused, but, I started seeing like groups of people in pink on the subway. I was like, "Is that about Barbie? Like, are people in pink for Barbie?" And 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 they were. And I remember my one of my best best friends texting me from a movie theater. Um, She said, I just went and saw like a 2 p.m. screening on Thursday. It was packed. Everyone was in pink. And when everyone sat in their seats till the credits ended, and when the lights came up, everyone was wiping tears away. And I think... What was so exciting about that weekend was that there was so much hype and excitement about how fun the world was, but what was great about like opening the present was that no one really knew what it was, you know? No one really knew what the story was about and what it was saying and and that it would make them feel that way. And so it felt like a surprise, which seems like a really hard thing to pull off when like everyone was already like oversaturated with Barbie at that point. So that was all really exciting.
0: That was a a, a roundtable done by the Hollywood Reporter and my friend Scott Feinberg was the uh, moderator there. And, uh, you know,
1: talking about love and passion and Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. This country
0: has fallen in love with Barbie. America Forever, by the way, uh, was in a television show on ABC that was very popular called Ugly Betty. Ugly
1: Betty. She was. And
0: we were talking before the show about how. You couldn't call a show that anymore.
1: I don't know. I was thinking about it because it it, it was clearly kind of tongue-in-cheek, don't you think? Yes,
0: she was not ugly, and the whole joke of it was that. But still, I think that would have a hard time in 2024 in our woke world getting uh, the green stamp or the red light or the green light or whatever they call
1: it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, Bill, it's been another fabulous Show it's been a
0: many-splendored show.
1: It has. It's the show that's a many-splendored thing, whatever that means. <laughs> There's so much we don't know because this is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Pass the love potion number nine. There's a lot more of this. Ah. And we're done. Yeah,
0: yeah, thanks for joining us. Next month, we're talking about cabin fever. Yes. You're and inside and you want to get out desperately. Kind of how we feel at the end of the show every week.
1: <laughs> we sure month? do.
2: How
0: often does this show come?
2: Oh, uh, too much.
0: Uh, Jim Turner's playing us out.
2: <laughs> come to see
5: me in my pink lingerie. I feel okay in my pink cotton lingerie.
0: We're very frightened so now.
5: Today. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, Cybe, say pink. Ah, I feel so good when I can
5: snuggle up inside with you in my
1: pink
2: lingerie. Oh,
0: Wow, that started to get dirty for Yay. a second. <laughs> Thank you.
1: The proceeding has been
0: brought to you by Canoe Place Inn and Cottages. Fine hospitality in Hampton Bays since
5: 1697. More at CanoePlace.com.